0: It's March 8th, 2022, and this is your Ukraine Daily Brief from the DSR Network. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Gottnor. Our top story today is the failure of the third round of peace talks between Russia and Ukraine. Mikhail Podolayak, an advisor to President Vladimir Zelensky and one of the Ukrainian negotiators, told the Kyiv Independent that the parties agreed to change the logistics of humanitarian corridors but that there are no results that will significantly improve the situation.
1: On Monday, Ukraine denounced Russia's unilateral announcement of escape corridors from besieged cities in Ukraine to Russia and Belarus. Ukraine said that they were unacceptable and meant to manipulate world leaders. The UK Ministry of Defense said yesterday that Russia was directly targeting evacuation corridors in Irpin, which led to the death of several civilians.
0: Heavy shelling of Ukrainian cities continued on Monday, with authorities in Sumy announcing the death of 21 civilians, including two children, in a Russian airstrike on a residential street. As cities continue to be encircled, food, water, and electricity are in short supply in certain areas, and Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said that a child had died of dehydration in Mariupol.
1: President Zelensky addressed the people of Ukraine on Monday in a powerful speech, expressing thanks and gratitude to the people of Ukraine for their bravery and their will to protect their country. Referencing ordinary citizens who have fought bravely in the conflict, he said, They have courage, dignity, and hence the ability to go out and say, I'm here, it's mine, and I won't give it away. My city, my community, my Ukraine. Every Ukrainian man and woman who protested against the invaders yesterday, today, and will protest tomorrow, are heroes.
0: Economic sanctions and the cost created by the war has caused major turmoil in international markets. The ruble dropped to its lowest value against the dollar since at least the 90s. Oil prices are up to their highest levels since 2008, and wheat prices are just below their 2008 high. In an effort to prevent oil prices from surging further, U.S. officials met with Venezuela to try and find ways to unlock Venezuelan oil. In my opinion, strange times make for strange bedfellows, and the ripple effects of this conflict will be felt for years to come. Venezuela has a horrific regime, but oil prices over $300 a barrel would cause global economic devastation the interconnectedness of the global economy continues to become a weapon. However, there is a silver lining here, which is that the U.S. can cleave Russia away from its major trading partners. With strategically positioned aid and fast trade deals, the United States can fill the gap for countries like Azerbaijan that were not the target of sanctions but are feeling their bite.
1: UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, together with Canada and the Netherlands, pledged an additional 175 million pounds of support to Ukraine, bringing total UK support to around 400 million pounds. Video was shared by the Prime Minister's Twitter account highlighting Johnson's speech with Prime Minister Trudeau and Prime Minister Ruta by his side.
0: The World Bank has approved $723 million in loans and grants for Ukraine. The funds are intended to support critical healthcare and social services. The bank also promised to assist with the ongoing refugee crisis and said that they are continuing to work on another $3 billion of aid for Ukraine in the coming months.
1: Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has ordered an additional 500 troops to locations in Europe. The troops will deploy to Soda Bay, Greece, to give added fueling support to the commander of the U.S. European Command, Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said adding the 500 deployed service members will include a 40-person air and support operations center out of Fort Stewart, Georgia. Kirby said these are purely defensive forces calling the troops enablers. All these posture adjustments are being done in full, constant consultation with the NATO allies in question.
0: Congress has proposed additional economic sanctions against Russia, banning Russian energy imports and increasing President Biden's ability to impose additional tariffs on products from Russia and Belarus. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai would also be compelled to leverage the administration's voice and influence to push for Russia's suspension from the World Trade Organization and to halt Belarus's accession to the global trade body. The agreement offers a bipartisan path forward for Congress to impose sanctions on Russia as the conflict escalates.
1: German Chancellor Olaf Scholz on Monday pushed back hard against calls from the U.S. and Ukraine for a ban on imports of Russia gas and oil, as part of international sanctions on Moscow. He said Europe has deliberately exempted energy supplies from Russia from sanctions. At the moment, Europe's supply of energy for heat generation, mobility, power supply, and industry cannot be secured in any other way. It is therefore of essential importance for the provision of public services in the daily lives of our citizens, he added.
0: Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau stated on Monday that Canada will sanction 10 individuals tied to Putin. The names of these individuals come from a list compiled by jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny.
1: Japan is implementing additional sanctions against 32 Russian and Belarusian individuals. They have also designated the Belarusian Defense Ministry and a Minsk based military semiconductor maker as subject to sanctions.
0: The Russian government released a list on Monday of nations that it now considers unfriendly including the U.S., Canada, the EU, the U.K., Ukraine, Montenegro, Switzerland, Albania, Andorra, Iceland, Liechtenstein, Monaco, Norway, San Marino, North Macedonia, Japan, South Korea, Australia, Micronesia, New Zealand, Singapore, and Taiwan. Russian companies with obligations to creditors in these countries are now allowed to pay them back with rubles in the eyes of the Russian government.
1: Pentagon spokesman John Kirby confirmed the Wall Street Journal's reporting that Putin is attempting to recruit foreign fighters from Syria to join the fight in Ukraine. The Ukrainian Defense Ministry has claimed that more than 20,000 volunteers and veterans from 52 countries have signed up to join their foreign legion.
0: During a press conference yesterday, China's foreign minister Wang Yi said that China and Russia have a rock-solid friendship and doubled down on their ambiguous position on the conflict. However, DW is reporting that Chinese imports from Russia surged in the first two months of the year, up 41% year-over-year. This trade will be key if the Putin regime hopes to weather Western sanctions.
1: The Committee of the Permanent Representatives of the Governments of the Member States to the European Union is moving forward with the process of reviewing the application of Ukraine, Georgia, and Moldova to join the European Union. As we've said before, this is a long process, but it seems that typically bureaucratic and slow European bodies are moving quickly through it.
0: President Zelensky is set to address the UK House of Commons today. Sir Lindsay Hoyle, Speaker of the House of Commons, said every parliamentarian wants to hear directly from the president, who will be speaking to us live from Ukraine. So this is an important opportunity for the House.
1: Russia's Foreign Minister Sergey Lavrov and his Ukrainian counterpart, Dmytro Kuba, have agreed to meet on Thursday. Turkey's top diplomat has said, And what would be the first potential talks between the two officials since Russian troops invaded Ukraine on February 24th?
0: That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe so that more people can find our show. If you have a tip or topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at udb at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the Ukraine Daily Brief. So go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these topics, tune in to Next in Foreign Policy today, where we spoke with Amy McKinnon and check out Deep State Radio this evening for a lively discussion with a panel of experts on the current state of the war and what comes next. Stay safe and stay tuned to the Ukraine Daily Brief from the Deep State Radio Network.